On today's Sports and Rec, we talk about the NBA Finals, Euro 2020, golf news, and the Olympics. Then we continue our Parks and Rec rewatch with a discussion of episodes 8, 9, and 10 of season 6. Hope you enjoy the pod. Sports and Rec. I'm Anthony Restivo alongside Casey McGarvey. Today is Thursday, July 8th. After a little bit of a hiatus, we are back in the uh, run of things. We have a lot of NBA stuff to catch up on, so we'll jump right in. Game one, NBA Finals last night. The Suns took the first game pretty convincingly. Um, surprising to see Giannis out there, though, um, and actually looking uh, like his normal self, at least in the first half, um, seemed like he might have been a little bit more fatigued in the second half, and maybe the knee was acting up a little bit. But still surprising for considering how uh, how bad his knee injury looked initially. Um, what are your thoughts on the first game, and what do you think is going to happen this series? Uh, I think you know, great to see John's back out there. Um, played like a star, you know he. He knew his team needed out there. They had to get off to a good start. I think he did believe that. They didn't get off to the best start, but he, he played well, and sh- I think he showed he wasn't a decoy or or anything like that and that he's healthy enough to play. Um, but that seems to be the theme of the entire playoffs is health. Uh, the Suns have the health. Um, I think the last time we did this, I might have picked the Suns. Um, I, don't, I don't remember who I had him against, um, but – probably the nets and originally the probably last time we talked yeah um but at this point i think i'll take the suns in five that sounds right um we'll see if Giannis gets better if he's i think he though the one side is he's a little bit less aggressive than he probably would have been in a fully healthy scenario you mentioned the suns being healthy i mean devin booker does have a broken nose uh chris paul seems to have torn ligaments in his hand um and almost rolled his ankle um yesterday too um or in the first game the so like yeah and they just lost their backup kind of center and not that they were doing that much but Saric uh to a torn ACL but yeah I mean their main people are still there contributing actively um impacting the game um Chris Paul had another amazing game um great closeout game against the Clippers to to put them away and followed up with another great um, performance in game one, definitely putting himself in the prime position uh, to get the MVP award, which is likely oh, yeah. to him. If, if they win, are they, is he like, do you think he definitely gets MVP if they win? Like no other option? Well, it's only one game in. He's definitely the front runner right now because his finals MVP, right? They don't take all playoffs into consideration. Yeah, finals MVP. Uh, so right now he's the front runner, absolutely. The only thing I see happening is if Devin Booker goes off, like over the next three wins they have, um, and clearly is. But, I mean, he just set the bar with game one, so right now it is him. Yeah. Booker is the other one that I could see. Aiton also put up a, like 22 and 19 um, so he, he could be in the mix, but I, I think you're right. I think it's probably Booker or Paul. And if Paul were to have a couple off nights and Booker puts together some of those Lakers type performances that he put in round one, um, I could definitely see that he's been a little off of the shooting. He still put up really good numbers, um, in the first game, but like definitely not 
that like lights out shooting like he was one for seven from three and and that sort of thing but he has those moments where he could have that happen and he does go off and puts up like 30 40 points so he's doing that and chris paul maybe puts up 12 points and five assists and a couple bad shooting nights games like that i think i could see him sneaking in there um with it uh if he's more consistent for the for the whole series um from the bucks side of things It'd be funny to see Chris Middleton get a finals MVP if they were to win. Um, I have a feeling it'd probably definitely go to Giannis, though, because I think um, considering how well he played in, in his first game back, um, I'd imagine if he's getting better and better as you know he shakes off a little bit of the rust from, from the time off, um, that maybe he actually gets into a groove and starts maybe putting up uh, Nets-esque numbers, or we'll see, though. I think there's still a lot to be... A lot of runway there. Um, I had the Suns in six originally, but that was against the Nets. I think Suns in five sounds sounds good. Um, that'd be pretty exciting, though, for them. Uh, we'll see if it ends up happening. Suns in four guy, though. I don't think he's going to get that this time. <laughs> he could. Like, it's, I it's possible. It's possible. It happens. It's much more of a possibility than I thought it would be. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, I mean... Injury is definitely playing a factor, though, like you said. Uh, Kawhi ended up not making an appearance at all in the Clippers. Um, Sun Series, Trey Young ended up getting hurt, which probably ended up giving the Bucks to the to the finals, although Giannis got hurt and missed a couple games too. Um, but definitely it's tough to see like, the star players kind of getting hurt. Um, actually, anyone get hurt, but definitely uh, changes things when it's the star players getting hurt. Um, what do you think of those those series? Uh, your boy Kevin Herter, redhead uh, redhead family, um, put up good numbers against the Sixers, but did not continue it against the Bucks. New face of the league. I think we talked about the logo before, and I think it should now be you know Kevin Herter shooting, and there should be red hair now on the logo showing. Um, the Hawks as a whole was a lot of fun to watch. I know there's a lot of people that hated on Trey Young, but you know, he showed up, he carried that team. He dealt with some injuries, banged up. That's a fun core to watch. Remind me a little bit of the heat from last year, you know, kind of rode Jimmy Butler around some fresh faces and um, was a fun ride. So um, the East is trying its best to bring up some different teams. Like everybody talked about the Nets all year, but now you, you know, the Hawks are not going to be this mix. You had the Knicks this year, the heat two years ago. Um, hopefully the Celtics can do some teams. So, um, yeah, the East is trying to make some moves as a whole. Um, and the Hawks are just adding to that list of another fun team to watch. And, and yes, Herder is my new favorite player in all the NBA. <laughs> yeah. They're, uh, they're going to be fun to watch in the ne- upcoming years. I think they've, um, hopefully they carry this momentum into next season, similar to like maybe how the Suns did continue to build around Trey. I think this was a huge step for Trey in his career to development. They had some other young guys. Maybe they get a little bit healthier. Uh, it, you know, they had DeAndre Hunter who was mi- missing for most of the playoffs. Um, Bogdanovich wa- was dealing with a knee issue. Um, obviously, Trey got hurt. Um, you know, they got Nate McMillan for a full season now, so maybe that helps. Um, but, yeah, it'd be good to see them continue to – to make leaps forward and who knows what they could do in free free agency and stuff. I mean, Atlanta's a pretty, um, I think could be like a new Miami type of destination for, for athletes. I think a lot of them like going there. Um, so that could be a, um, an appealing place for people to sign, especially if Trey's who he is. Um, and if they continue to show that they can be successful, so maybe they can draw some big names there. Uh, trying to find a new change of uh, location, change of scenery. Um, I think they they were surprising. I don't know that we'd see them in the finals again. I think this was potentially like a, you know, just how the chips fell kind of thing with this injuries and them just getting hot at the right time. Um, but I think they'll be in the mix for sure, though. I think they'll, they'll definitely be a consistent team, I think, um, in the playoffs uh, for the foreseeable future. It'll be a very interesting. I think it'll be super competitive in the East, and especially like, what are we? Are we still? We're still waiting on the Sixers. We're still waiting on the Sixers. Still waiting on this process. You know, Ben Simmons is 
basically out of there. As I say, let's get to him. What do you think? Is he Does he play with the 76ers any games next season? How do you pass up that layup game seven? You're under the hoop. You pass that ball. Like, I think that sums it up. Like, pass on Ben Simmons, get him gone. He is. He, Carson Wentz 2.0. He needs to change the scenery. He needs to fix it. I mean, yeah, Carson dealt with injuries and different things like that, but he's, yeah, he's out of there. It's not a good relationship for either side anymore. Um, there's nothing he can do that's going to salvage that relationship. And no one in Philadelphia wants him right now. Yeah, I think he's. I think he's done there. Do you have any thoughts on where he could or should go? I don't know. Um, the Nuggets with Joker, like I don't know because he had Embiid. So like you would think about pairing him with a you know another big, like you send him to the Nuggets with Joker, but like that's just the same thing he had in uh, Philadelphia. Um, He's not going to go want to take a step backwards. Maybe he does. Maybe he'll want a ton of money from not a great team. Um, I don't know where he would end up. Yeah, I, I think they might they might have missed their window when they didn't trade him, uh, or at least maybe the Rockets didn't accept the James Harden trade because I'm assuming that's probably what the offer was originally for James Harden. Um, yeah, I don't know where he could go. I've I've heard a lot of different teams thrown out there. Lakers, which I don't think is ever every time a player is mentioned, the Lakers are just like, he's gonna come there. I don't know who, who they're gonna have to offer. Uh, he's gonna want a max contract. Yeah, poor, I think he, I think he'd do well if he was the the main person, and they can build a team around him. Um, so I don't know where where that is, but a Trey Young situation. Yeah, some some similar to that. Um, no. I don't know which team is set up for that, but. Do you think he wants to do the process again? I don't know if he cared about that before, but maybe that's like Oklahoma City Thunder. Like they have a ton of assets, so I don't think he would want to go to Oklahoma City. I don't know if he gets a say. Very true, but we've seen. You know, does he does he watch what Harden did? And now he's nowhere near the player Harden is, but he just watched Harden sit out and get what he wanted. So Harden kind of just created this new playbook. And again, Harden's a top five player in the league, but is he creating this new playbook and can Simmons create enough drama around this and enough excitement around him getting to where he wants to go? Um, I don't know. He might've, might've blew that with the way he played in the playoffs. So. Yeah. It's going to be interesting off season. I, Lillard's expressed some discontent with his situation. Um, not a lot of free agent options out there. Um. Yeah, it's gonna be. We'll see. the The draft uh, is upcoming too. So, yeah, it's gonna be an interesting off season. I do think that we will not. We saw uh, Ben Simmons play his last game with the Seventy Sixers. So, I'll agree with that. Um. Any? Oh, my other question for you was: Is Kevin Herter's kind of playoff performance? Uh, Mount Rushmore of redhead sports moments. Oh, I'd have to think about this. I mean, Walton did win some NBA championships. I think Bill Walton. NCAA title too with UCLA and all that yeah, stuff. He's pretty impressive. Um, you have to go with, we talked about. Um, well, here's what I do. Throw throw UCLA his perfect. What was he like perfect in one of the title games? Like 21 for 21 or something like that? I'd have to look that up. I just know he has an NBA ring and an NCAA. I think you put that one in there, though, because that's like the all-time, it's like the perfect performance. Go with the NCAA one. Um, You got to go Sean White and his gold medals. Um, Pick his first one or his last one, whichever one. Um, the one where they called them flying tomato after that, that with his long, that one, Andy Dalton didn't win anything. Um, you know, except maybe I believe he won. I don't think he won a Rose Bowl at TCU. I don't think so. I don't think so either. Sonny Jorgensen, a redhead. How about, how about Roy Holiday or Blake Griffin? Like, never won anything, you know. Maybe the dunk. 
but yeah, dunking over the Kia, or you got, or hit. Oh, um, the first one, he just threw like yeah, threw it in. Funk, he threw it in. Um, Roy Holiday, perfect game or no hitter. He's borderline ginger. I don't think he makes it. I don't think he cracks. What about Alexi Lalas, World Cup? He made it with the USA team, you know, kind of set some groundwork. Um, I'll go with... McGuire, do you allow him to fit there, or Dale Earnhardt Jr.? <laughs> I'm going to go with Sonny Jorgensen. He did win an NFL championship, was a redhead, a past quarterback. Um, so I'll throw Sonny Jorgensen up there. He's a legend, Hall of Famer. Another, like, final redhead. I know, I should have given you more time. Herder is not there yet. I might have to think about my fourth slot. But I have a solid three, though. Solid three gingers. I didn't. I bet you didn't think I'd get a three gingers out of that. Um, <laughs> oh, um, Wayne Rooney. Oh. <laughs> International soccer icon. Yeah. Um, well, I got to go Wayne Rooney. His half court or half field uh, shot where he like stole the ball and oh that DC stopped his time DC United was unreal. But I think they had to change. Literally, ESPN used to vote for the top play. I think for a while, and his bicycle kick, people just oh yeah for it. I think they had to just stop doing it because nothing would beat it ever. Yeah. So um so yeah there's there you go we'll go um Walton um flying tomato. Uh, Jorgensen. Jorgensen and um, Wayne Rooney. There's your There's my... <laughs> athletes. Give it. them their due. Give Bell them their it. due. <laughs> <laughs> Give them their due. What a great nickname, Red Velvet. Uh, on this podcast, he would absolutely just torch gingers right now. <laughs> um, well, you got to take advantage when the moments come. They're, well, of course, they're... always because they don't come very often for us. You would have been able to carry it over if Divincenzo could uh, play for the Bucks in this finals, but he's out. So no, no redheads for you in the finals this time. No redhead rings. Um, we also had some coaching hires. Um, Celtics specifically I want to talk about that. Uh, seems like a very strong hire. A lot of people very pleased with that selection including tatum and brown which are the two most important people seems like stevens consulted them on it um Udica, i think is is that how you say his name i believe so i know um pop was asked about both tatum and him um at training camp and it was super high on two of them um so you know if pop gives a coach a seal of approval I'm all for it, um, and I do like that he's pretty high on Tatum also. So uh, future's definitely bright for um, Celtics with him. Yeah, former player, not not like a great um, NBA career, but did play in the NBA, so they have that going for him. Um, like you said, many years under Pop, which I love. Um, 76ers assistant for a brief time, um, and then was the Brooklyn Nets assistant. Um most recently with this team uh, so yeah i'm excited for for that move seems to be smart a lot of players seem to be really happy with it so um let's see if he can turn things around and get them back in the uh, title hunt uh, also saw rick Carlisle get hired by the pacers chauncey billups by the blazers um still a lot of open positions there um becky hammond still would like to see sneak in there um because she definitely seems to be deserving of it again unless she is still holding out for the spurs job then i understand maybe she's pulling herself out in in some instances but just getting the experience of interviewing and she's still rumored for that magic job right now um oh, i don't love that for her i don't i would not want anyone to get that magic job <laughs> uh what do you think of um jason kidd to the mavericks Not great. Doesn't sound like Luca is super happy about it. Um, I think it falls in line with we didn't talk about it, but the Chauncey Billups uh, conversation in terms of 
there are other qualified people that don't have the the histories that these people have, especially as it relates to violence against women. Um, so especially when they, one of those people was a candidate that is a woman, Becky Hammond, in the Portland Trailblazers job. Um, you know, I think there's there's other candidates out there, and, and the Mavericks have their culture is not in the best shape right now in terms of like their past um situations dealing with like uh staff and, and sexual harassment within their workplace then they bring on jason kidd um so it's just some not not ideal um situations luca doesn't seem to be super happy about the changes that are happening there um so just yeah not not the best uh stuff coming out of there it just seems like there's better potential candidates out there we've already listed off like a ton throughout the season um, and you know, I've mentioned Vanderpool a couple times. Um, Jerry Stackhouse is another name that's thrown out there. Um, Becky Hammond, Kara Lawson. We've 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 laid out some of these potentials that are would be good hires. Um, yeah, it's too bad. And there's plenty of other assistants out there too. So. I don't think Lawson's going anywhere yet. Um, she still hasn't coached a game with Duke yet. Um, I think she does like that. Uh, I, well, I don't know her. I don't know anything about her, but she seems all in and very well invested there. So, um, well, we got three, three more openings left. Hopefully we can magic. Some- Who is it? Magic wizards and Pelicans. Pelicans, super interesting one now with, you know, best player that's, left. Yeah. Coach. That's still the, that's the most coveted, but a risky one. He's already his, starting his uh, get out of town. So, uh, yeah. Actually, you know what? I said no to the magic job. That actually might be the most appealing one because I'm assuming Zion's not staying in New Orleans. I think that's probably. I think he's going to go to the Knicks when he, as soon as the first opportunity presents itself. Yep. It seems that that writing is on the wall in some way. Um, so I would hate to take that job to then lose the star player there and then have to deal with all that. Um, the Wizards seem like they're a disaster. I know you have Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook there right now, but is that long-term? Um, I don't know. I think considering that if those two guys are there, I'd be happy with that job. But the Magic got a lot of young team, uh, a lot of young talent, so maybe that is actually the best <laughs> job available right now considering the unknowns across the other two more freedom too like you have a little bit more room to fail because i think there's lower expectations with with some of that stuff too i think i try to you know bet on myself and believe i can get um zion to stay i think i i i take that's bold i don't think you can gamble it's a gamble and i do agree with you i think he leaves um but i think you go there and do everything in your power to keep him happy while hopefully winning games. I take back my magic slander. That's the job you take because you have they some good you get some good some young players and if you are able to be successful there, that's just setting you up for the next thing. So if you're able to be successful with that team, you get that valuable experience and people will, you become the next person everyone's talking about and there will be other job openings every year. There's always one um, or uh, there's always more than one. Um, and I think you could leverage that into the next thing. Um, so I take back my magic slander. That's the job. Becky Hammond, take it. <laughs> Give it to her too, actually. She earned it. Um, any other basketball stuff you want to touch on before we move on? Nope. Good. All right, let's get some soccer talk in. Um, my pick for the Euro is, is still live. The Italians are, the Azuri are still going strong. Snuck out a penalty kick victory against Spain in the semis. England won today an extra time off a of Harry Kane. PK miss, then follow up. Um, I'm excited for that final. It's the one I was most looking forward to. Although there was a small part of me, Denmark did feel like the team of destiny. It was hard not to root for them too, but uh, in terms of what I thought would be the best game is definitely England, uh, Italy. So uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to that matchup. Um, but what are your thoughts on everything so far and who you think is going to win? 
Classic final. Um, England's never won the Euro before. Did you know that? You sure? Yes, I looked it up today. I thought they'd won it way They've back. only won the World Cup in 66. They haven't even been to a final in, uh, like, I think that was the in major tournament since. Because they just, they were in the semis in the last World Cup. They made the final four there. and uh, They did? I, they lost to France? Uh, France or Croatia. They did lose in the semifinals. I'm pretty positive. Oh. Well, but yeah, I don't even think they've made a final though until. No, I know that not in my lifetime. They've had horrendous penalty kicks and um, just heartbreaking usually in the past. But no, I do like this English side. You know, it's a fun young team led by Harry Kane, who's unbelievable. You know, he scores in big situations, 10 goals in major international tournaments for the English side. You know, poor PK, but immediately followed up put it in no one's going to remember that it was a poor pk um so i do like england right now italy found a way to win that game against spain but i think we both agree against the run of play a little bit but that's how soccer works um just two soccer titans a great final it it'll be fun to watch um i'll take england 3-1 Wow. With, but, like, it'll be 1-1 most of the way, call a goal after the 80th minute, and then one garbage goal. All right. How many does Kane score? We're going to go one for Kane. We'll have another off a set piece. Um, what's the name of it? I think McGuire. McGuire off a set piece. And then look for um, – shifty little guy what was his name um drew the penalty today he'll get another oh sterling raheem yeah no two for mcguire off set pieces one for um mcguire will wow have winner off a set piece from mcguire the their first two goals will come off set pieces both from mcguire um and then kane will find one late very late garbage ball i'm sticking since i've been right so far i'm gonna stick with italy winning it I'm going to go one nothing. I think it'll be super low scoring, very defensive. Um, I think they'll get it in the first half and pack it in. Um, very Italian move uh, to do that, but I think that's what they'll end up doing. If I had to pick someone to score it, I'll go with Insigne to score the goal. Twenty, Somewhere between 20 to 33 minutes into the game. 20 to 33 minutes. I'll get super specific. (laughs) I'm just excited for the game, though. I know. Um, So it'll be a fun one. And uh, not that anybody's been really been watching because ESPN dominates everything. Copa's been going on, too, and Argentina's in the final of that. With Brazil. That'll be another good game. Yeah, Argentina, I believe, is already chirping Brazil. So um, Good. I love that. And then Gold Cup starting for USA doesn't look like they're going in on the win it looks like they're trying to look at the players from the roster they put together and get ready for world cup qualifying so a lot of good soccer coming up over the next few weeks yes and world cup next year so exciting times ahead assuming maybe we get out of this pandemic um at some point in the near future um but yeah so it's cool to have this competitive soccer back um at this high of a level it's been a lot of fun uh this tournament a lot of great games um Golf-wise, we didn't get a chance to talk about U.S. Open. We got John Rahm winning his first major. Um, huge victory there. Uh, kind of a come-from-behind win. I was there uh, on the last day. Got to see him tee off on the 18th and see his second shot go onto the green. I did not. I had to listen on like a head set to hear that his putt went in, uh, but we all went nuts uh, when it did. Um, very cool, fun experience. What are your thoughts on the tournament? You had probably better... I do not recommend like going to a golf tournament was fun. It is really difficult to follow along uh, with people because uh, it's hard how separated they are. Everyone else parks themselves in the best on the best hole, so you're not going to see things unless you're there and only sitting, you know, at the 18th green. So you're going to miss some of those moments. Um, but we saw his big putt on 17 because we were at the 18th tee. 
um, which was a huge one for Rom and then some tee off, which is kind of cool. Um, but yeah, it's uh, definitely a better experience to follow on on TV. But so, what was your experience like watching that? Oh, it was great. Good for Rom. I mean, I was amped up for him to get that win, especially. I mean, I don't understand how they figure these things out, but he was an unreal betting favorite going into the weekend. He was just everybody's favorite. Uh, I was I was reading some stuff about that. You get the radios when you go to those tournaments and try to figure out what's going on where. Um, great finish. Helpful. You know, helpful because you do get to get like besides checking your phone which you can obviously do it is an easy way to kind of just hear what's going on and where maybe you should head to for holes or who you should be following um that sort of thing um and then i do also like that it didn't pan out this way but 18 is super scorable um the day before ustazen had eagled it so even down two going into that final hole like he was in the mix. It's not a super hard 18 to end on, you know, created drama. Like, yes, you think someone going in 18 up two strokes. Boom. I'm in the clubhouse pressures on. Like he just eagled it yesterday. Like it was believable. He could do it again. Um, so I did like that. Another great U S open, you know, Tory pines is an outstanding course. Um, again, I love that, you know, municipal course, You've played it. You can get out on it. Um, so again, you know, been on a big golf kick lately. U.S. Open didn't disappoint. You had a great mix of no names and superstars playing in it, um, and got to see Bryson just fall apart on the back nine. Also on the on the final day after opening up with a huge front nine, just imploded. So Bryson yeah. imploded. Yeah, kept the kept the drama going. Uh, we saw Bryson almost teed out on the I think it was the eighth uh, part three. Saw that shot. It was crazy that he almost uh, got a hole in one on that one. Uh, but yeah, it definitely fell apart at the end. Um, but yeah, it was fun fun tournament and good result. I was rooting for Rom uh, to pull it out in the end, um, and he did it. Great great result for him. Um, we got the British Open coming up in a couple weeks. Uh, any early thoughts there? I'd really like to see Paul Casey get one. Um, he always seems to show up for majors. Uh, would be a home kind of win for him, um, being an English guy. So I don't know if he's my pick right now, but I would. He was my my hope. I would like to see Paul Casey get one. I'm gonna go and pick. Um... Shoffley. Always a good pick. He's going to get one. I mean, he's going to get one at one point. Um, and my other one will be look out for Tommy Fleetwood. Played very well at the last one, was in it on the final day. Hasn't been playing super well lately, um, but I could see him putting it together out there. Uh, sounds good. So we'll keep an eye on that stuff. Uh, we also had the supposed to be fun match between Phil Mickelson, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and Bryson. I only caught the first uh, you know, handful of holes, and it was boring. Uh, Rodgers was giving nothing and seemed like he actually was miserable. Bryson's corny. Phil's very dad joke type of personality. Uh, Brady was kind of just along for the ride. Um the most boring one of, of the ones they've done so far, I think. Yeah, I mean, really, truly is the second one. I know we had a few professionals doing some stuff um, throughout the pandemic. But, yeah, I didn't tune in much to it. Course looks stunning. I mean, I would have loved to get on that course. But you kind of, outside of um, Phil, had three boring guys who never, like, you know, never do anything wrong, really, never. I mean, Bryson tries to go back and forth with Brooks, but it's pretty one-sided with Brooks, and <laughs> Bryson just gets a little upset about it. Um, we almost got that at the U.S. Open. We almost had them competing at the at the end of, of that final day, but yeah, both kind of blew close. it. Um, so that was a bummer. But, um, you know, we kind of talked about it. There needs to be, I mean, not having Tiger in it pulls eyes away. You know, Tiger just brings eyes, and obviously he's not available to play. It'd be very interesting. That I think a number of the guys maybe we, we want who have personalities, I have no idea if they're good at golf or not. Um, 
So you got to, I mean, we got to give um, Rogers and Brady some credit. Like they're not professional, but they're very good. Um, and even some of my friends who I know are good at golf. It could still be a struggle to watch them. So, oh, yeah. Um, you know, I know Larry Fitzgerald is a good lo- good golfer. I think it might be interesting to see him out there. Good guy, obviously massive with charities and stuff like that. Um, I think his personality would be all right. But, but again, some of these guys, when they retire, they take golf like so seriously. They dive into it. So if they had an opportunity to play in something like this, I could see them just getting competitive and just being so intense about it and not making it fun. Um, Peyton Manning was a dark horse last time. He was fun to watch and he, he seemed to know how to poke and prod Brady the right way to get some reactions out of him. Um, and I don't think Rogers was willing to do that to Brady. They seemed just too buddy, buddy with each other. And no matter what Rogers was going to say to Brady, Brady's just like, bro, I got seven rings. You got one. What have you been doing with your career? <laughs> like, I just beat you again. So like literally, I went from the AFC to the NFC and kicked your ass anyway. So, I mean, Brady was the big swinging dick around that. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I think they just got to find some new twists, some new quirks to the the format structure, the, the athletes. Um, I don't know what it is. I don't have a good answer there, but I I like the idea that they keep doing this kind of thing, like head to head. You know, not so good golfers, good golfers, um, mixture. Um, but I want to see some. It's gotten a little stale, so I'd like to see some some change it up. Whether it's the golfers, whether it's the format, um, you know, something along those lines. Let's let's get make it interesting, different, and fun again. Uh, but I think there's a lot of ways you could you could do that. Um, that's so we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm interested to see who they'll do next for that because it sounds like they'll they'll keep doing it um in the meantime um real quick uh, olympics coming up any quick thoughts on anything that's been going on there hope things work out because china just went into another i believe a state of emergency of some sort um looking forward to it i mean who doesn't like the olympics i think everybody always gets up for it you don't like the olympics at all you don't uh, i don't really care for it I like the Olympics. I'm not going to say like I'm also going to become a fan of any of these sports. Um, a little hokey with some of the, like they have three v three basketball. Like what is that? That's, that's kind of yeah. silly. Um, we'll dominate in both basketballs. I enjoy watching the track. Um, and then there's just you know some of those random sports and you, who knows what stories coming up. The swimming sometimes interesting to watch. Um, but I'm am I like geeking out over it? No, not yet. And now I kind of have to figure out how to watch it also. Not having to yeah. go off. So, right. uh, but it is the Olympics. The Olympics are cool to me still. You know, I'll be all, it's like, I'm looking forward to seeing Simone Biles compete again. She'll do something freaking nuts. Um, yeah, it's, 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 you watch the start. Like, so Simone, Simone Biles, I'll follow along to see if she is able to win another gold um, like she's supposed to. Katie Ledecky uh, from the swim team. Um, the women's soccer team are they going to win a gold? You mentioned the both the basketball teams. You know the, the sports care a little bit more about. So are they able to to win gold? The guys might be a little bit more. Um, I think the girls are more guaranteed to to probably win. I don't I don't know about the guys. Guys should, but they they're not bringing the best. They're not bringing the the, nut, the top dogs. So it's not the redeem team, but it's also not um the team before the redeem team. So, um, you know, Katie's on that squad. I think he'll show up, play well. Um, they're going to get every team's best look, but uh, I think they get gold. They should. They should still win. Um, but, yeah, so otherwise, like you said, it's just the, the big-name athletes that you care about and follow, so you hope that they um, end up doing well. Um, I do think they should have let uh, Shakari Robinson um run i think that was a poor ruling on that it's, hot take i don't think i know weed is a banned substance my take is just that it shouldn't be a banned substance that's a different story yeah um, I, I, I i think it's unfair that 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 is the thing it's not a steroid it wasn't performance enhancer i agree with everything you said um i think weed needs to not be banned but it is and she knew it and she did a phenomenal job with her interview so 
in the in the right world when it's not the rule yeah i think she should run i don't think it affected her performance or anything like that but it was the rule going in for everybody so no i don't think she should run um but i think that rule needs to change yeah 100 percent um which is too bad because she was an exciting person in the trials leading up to it and super talented so bummed but hopefully uh she's able to get the one i hope they change the rule first and foremost and if they don't, I hope she's able to um, to compete uh, again because she should. And it's too bad that we're the world's missing uh, being able to watch her at this yeah, we level. Didn't, we did not see the last of her. Um, yeah, I don't think so either. That will that it should change. Yeah. 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 Um, except from the sports world, um, we'll check in next week. We likely won't have an nba winner but always a chance uh we'll see what happens with that um and then just follow up on any other sports news that's going on um you want to talk about otani real quick i know you mentioned uh some baseball um, stuff you know he was getting a lot of flack from the angels don't let him hit just have him pitch don't have him pitch just have him hit and now he's the first player ever to be named to the All-Star game as a pitcher and a hitter. He's been teeing off over 30 home runs already. Teed off on the Yankees pretty good. Um, everyone does. Yeah, everyone is currently doing that. But um, kind of that, I mean, it's not the spark we were talking about that, you know, brings people to baseball. But it is a little bit and, you know, good for baseball because I know baseball is massive in Asian countries and having someone like Shohei Otani be kind of the face of the league right now that i think i think he's the face of the league right now it's what everybody's talking about oh yeah um, and if he's not he should be yeah um i can't think of anybody else because and the next person i think of is trout and he's hurt right now um tatis and, uh, tatis those two guys i would go otani and tatis right now um as kind of the face of the league, the guys you think of when you think about baseball right now, which are two really fun, talented guys um, that I can get behind watching. So. It's it's hopeful. Um, it's it's a nice change for for baseball to have some really star players like that that are a little bit more out there um, than Mike Trout, who is also super talented, but just not the personality to probably be the face of your <laughs> yeah. league. Yeah. Uh, but they have to do a bunch of other shit too. I think like let pitchers use the substances, let uh, go to seven inning games, go to I don't know. Like, I like the seven inning games, but you said they're like Otani's out there. Baseball just doesn't want to be out there, and that's what they need to do. I mean, make I some updates. I don't think substances should be. It's just how we should. Choose. It's how they choose to do their rules. Like all of a sudden, in the middle of the season, like we're going to enforce a rule that is a rule, like no sense and then you you're you're hammering down these pitchers but you don't punish the houston astros for when they actually truly break the rules and cheat their way to a championship Um, doing these pat downs in the middle of innings there was a guy uh, last night so i went to the padres game um the pitcher came off after giving up a home run and they checked him for he's like that guy is not using anything he just gave up a home run (laughs) it just makes no sense we should do a podcast entirely where we make new rules uh, for each sport that we think would make each one better. <laughs> I know we talked some soccer. I won't give it away because if we do that podcast, I know we talked some soccer recently. Um, we'd have to plan that one. That'd be good. Yeah, let's let's plan that uh, when, I don't know, after sometime this summer. Let's, mm-hmm. let's plan that. Um, but yeah, so let's get into um, some Parks and Rec. We have... Um, our rewatch we got episodes eight nine and ten to go through like i said it's kind of the the build up once we get past this kind of turn the corner here at this halfway point is when it starts to and you kind of mentioned it um it's always this like in between between like episodes like four through ten eleven is kind of less uh, exciting in, in these long 20 episode seasons so um building um though i think we're starting to see the the corner be turned but uh you know the deal favorite opening uh in the episode uh probably andy's return to april in the final one um <laughs> mowing the lawn at two in the morning and april's like annoyed for a second and he just goes i get me a beer and she's like fine i'll get you a beer um hoses him down anyway so the whole jet lag thing with andy was 
and he pulls it off. Chris Pratt pulls off kind of like the corny stuff with Andy pretty well, but I, that was my favorite opening. I, uh, that's a good one. Um, I love that moment too. Can you get me a beer? And then imagine being a neighbor if you heard your neighbor like I'd kill him. <laughs> mowing their lawn at 2 a.m. Um, I had episode nine. So the um, Ben's just taking a job at the accounting firm. Um, and so he had a week off and he decided to build a whole new board game called the Cones of Dunshire. Um, and he's explaining the rules to Leslie and Leslie's just like, what is this called again? When do you go back to work? And Ben goes, tomorrow, it's fine. I'll just throw this in the garbage. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> all week, it's super detailed. He's got like everything fully thought out. Um, and the Cones of Dunshire is famous within the Parks and Rec universe. Um, it is not the last time we will see Cones of Dunshire. I will just tease that in the best way possible. It is The way it comes back is, is amazing. Multiple times. Comes back a couple different times um so you'll be excited about that um but yeah so that was my favorite opening um episode eight favorite uh moments um quotes anything you got meeting the cold players and i just like love donna um blowing off the linebacker she's like no positions only for donna like (laughs) love that no linebacker for me um the traeger ron battle over the cribs like going back and forth with each other and Traeger like one ups him with all this training he's going to have to do. And Ron's like, fine. Um, the whole fluoride argument again, get jam out of my life. Um, but the whole fluoride thing was ridiculous, but funny. Um, Ron going. No- I like what this, the fluoride thing. I love when, uh, Leslie's like, so it's going to have H2 flow. And Ben's like, H2 flow is fluoride. Right. And Leslie's like, I don't even know anymore. <laughs> I'll have to check with Tom. <laughs> uh, again, though, another episode coming pretty current with people just making shit up. <laughs> I love uh, that. Listening to whatever they want. Um, but I did like Tea Dazzle. Uh, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna start doing that next time I go to the dentist. Uh, Ask him. Put some Tea Dazzle. <laughs> people are gonna need a little more Tea Dazzle. Or what's going on? Um, no Ron. No conversations lasting over a hundred words for Ron. Um, and then the fact that the crib like destroyed Ron's truck when he tried, he had to test it. <laughs> it and, uh, and yeah, so those are my from that episode. So good. Uh, I have a question for you. If you had to read one of those three books and you're becoming a parent, which of those books would you want? Or I'll, do you need to read them to you? The ones that Chris called out? Yeah. The Sean White one. He's not even a dad. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Gingers are, we just have parental abilities in our genes. So clearly he would know. I, that was the one I was least most interested in, but I was, uh, I was between Vanna White and Lenny Kravitz, both mostly because they both actually have children. Um, I love the, the, are you going to crawl my way? <laughs> by Lenny Kravitz I like that a little dark with you but okay no I'm not gonna say it never mind uh oh would you would you do a parenting book from Sean White or Casey Anthony Casey Anthony had a kid Sean White okay thought so that's the easy answer yes it is yeah no no parenting books from Casey (laughs) Anthony no books from Casey Anthony period yeah that's the truth um yeah, so uh, going through mine, the trash collector not wearing any pants. <laughs> it was really, really funny walking by the, the reservoir. Um, I loved you, you brought up the misinformation stuff. So Leslie's like talking to Ben, like, I have, um, on my side, I have facts, science, and reason. All he has is fear mongering. Oh my God, he's going to win. <laughs> uh, I love that realization from Leslie. I also love Jam making his appearance on um, Purd's show, and he's explaining all the different chemicals that it's similar to, but it's not similar to at all. And then Purd goes, "Yeah, it's like dirt, rust, and broken glass." And Purd and Jam's just like, "You definitely know what chemicals are, Purd." <laughs> I love that line. Um, I had the hundred-word conversations with Ron initially. Um, the back and forth, though, just like the 
the jam be like all right so leslie rebrands fluoride as tea dazzle then jam comes back with drinkums from sweetums which is like flavored water and it's not water it's just juice it's straight up like it's just straight up juice uh they said they're gonna fill the reservoir with it <laughs> um leslie's cookie dough toothpaste idea uh was really fun. i i just how much she loves sugar is like perfect for her um uh, and then her uh rant against sweetums ends up getting ben fired um so they have to deal with the fallout of that ron's no trespassing sign violators will be shot survivors will be shot again <laughs> i love that um uh, so that was great and then I, leslie describing them both being uh with, without a job she says we both can't be out of a job what are we going to do sleep all day take cooking classes together sit on the couch and watch movies all day sounds horrible i was like that actually sounds amazing <laughs> Novel. Novel me. sounds I'll great that. sounds great uh tom saying that he's like picasso meets michael jordan i can paint but i can also be a world-class gambler <laughs> i love that little dig at michael jordan um so that was great um, and then also, yeah, the Ron gifting, uh, the crib to, to Chris and then denting it. But then he uh, has that nice moment where he tells Chris, he's going to be a great father, which was actually like authentic. So a great moment there. Um, episode nine, favorite moments. Um, Please. Leslie going to fist bump the older councilman and <laughs> me, um, <gasps> Ben finally joins that accounting firm and like stays longer than a minute. Um, Gets his calzones. The, like perfect place. That is like where he should be. Like that place is. Be there. Um, yeah, who? Someone came up. I forget who said the line, but you watch Million Dollar Baby and you root the stool is probably one of the most messed up lines I've ever heard in my life. Because that movie is the saddest movie and most depressing movie next to castaway that i've seen in my life or manchester by the sea if you've never seen I've not that seen manchester by the sea but i've also heard that's incredibly um depressing i also said calzones the fact that they had calzones in there <laughs> just was so happy with that um heard saying leslie you're my best friend too not heard excuse me um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Leslie, you're my best friend too. no not at all uh, <laughs> and then ben leaves the accounting job again which I honestly kind of was like, is he going to stay? Is he actually going to stay? And then I'm like, no, no, not possible. So, um, Yeah, those are all good moments. Uh, I loved Ron's ad trying to sell his cabin. He said, and April reads it, it says, ad says, for sale, small house, location, forest. And then April goes, it's a little wordy, don't you think? <laughs> I love that. Uh, I love Donna's side gig, Regal, Meagle, Realty, Find Your Castle. Uh, great. That's like perfect for her. That should be her career. Um, I like that Leslie tracked each time she went head-to-head -head against Jam, and it was tied 56-56, so she had to win this last one. I, lo I just love that competitive spirit with I Leslie. Know, like, 56 things she lost to the idiot in because I know embarrassing for Leslie. I find it hard to believe that she would lose, but I mean, if you can't, it's like she can only pick her battle so many times, probably too. Like, yes. Uh, Ron saying he owns four cabins, and then being quickly changing it to two. <laughs> I own two cabins. Um, and then I I love when uh, Leslie has the karaoke idea with Jam, and they're gonna sing Grease, so she throws him the Zuko jacket. And then he goes, oh, no, I'm Sandra D. You're, I, it's more in my register. You're Zuko. I feel like I love that. Um, also, when she was staying over his house, and she's like, you can take the couch. Um, and he's like, if you can get my exercise equipment out of the way, and there are three-pound barbells. <laughs> Maybe three-pound barbells. Maybe. I think I saw a three on there. Oh, okay. I was, I was thinking they're like two and a half or something. Yeah. Um, then when they're doing their performance, um, Summer Lovin', together chris goes up to the uh, register and is like i need to order five copies of this no 20 actually 60 and he goes actually that's too crazy 20 give me 20 dvds of this uh very like you don't really expect that moment from chris which is why it it hits so well it's that's a good moment um yeah leslie's battling to make sure it's still this threw away with the park still from episode one she's still trying to get this piney commons uh park built 
Um, the reason being, Anne is officially leaving. Um, she still hasn't registered it. And then Chris tells her that they're actually moving to Ann Arbor and he's going too. Um, so it's like, it's really real now. Uh, so that was registering with Leslie. Um, and so I loved Chris's parting gift to, to Leslie. He decides to trick Jam. He says that he, if he allows, if he gives this one to Leslie, he'll owe him an IOU. Jam counters with five IOUs and Chris leaving knowing he's leaving the job doesn't care so he says sure you get five ious which again breaking chris's kind of traditional character it's not the type of thing he would normally do but you know just shows how much he loves leslie um and then i also loved april's offer to uh ron to buy his cabin she says i'll offer you everything in my purse it was eight dollars loose cough drops and larry's asthma inhaler (laughs) this is legally not yours yeah this is part of a real estate transaction. Um, and then Chris offers the job to Ben uh, to be city manager, and he quits the accounting firm once again, but he gifts them with the Cones of Dunshire because he knows that they'll actually appreciate the game. Um, so, like I said, not the last time we will see Cones of Dunshire appear in this show. Uh, episode 10, favorite moments. Quotes. Uh, the fact that Andy just starts peeing in the garbage can in the middle of the conversation. He pops his pants, not just a zipper open. The pants go down and just peeing in the garbage can. Um, the Dexhart scandal. Was, Again. I, I'm guessing that was his wife next to him? Yes, it was. He just turned his back and just does not want to be there whatsoever. All of his aliases. And he ends with Anthony Weiner. <laughs> He's a sex and love addict. Don't forget the love. He big love. Um, I like the Lee Harvey teabag personally. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or like um, I am a. Uh, what does he say? Like call me a dirty man or something like that. No, please tell me like that. I need to hear it. <laughs> I like that when women say that to me. Yeah. Um, April going through her hormones and saying, "I will plunge your face into the deep fryer," um, and then. Their doctor, you know, someone is stealing my lubricant, and if, so please don't steal my lubricant. My son is stealing the lubricant. Never. <laughs> um, and the fact that someone, you know, John Ralphie explaining that only when you leave does someone order porn, and I have no idea who that person is. <laughs> um, but it only happens when you leave. I think you need to call the cable company. Though. Yeah, TV's malfunctioning. Yeah. That was so good. Um, I love when Anne, they're at the restaurant and they're like just trying to figure out what the sex of the baby's going to be. And so they're like listing off different names. And then Anne goes, olive, rosemary, chicken, 50 burritos. Because <laughs> she's so hungry. She's going through her different phases of, of being pregnant. And then she follows it up with, I'm calling Domino's. Do you think Domino's delivers to this restaurant? <laughs> I just love those. We haven't seen Anne in a long time, so she was really firing on all cylinders in her brief amount of time on screen. Um, the classic doctor handwriting thing. They can't read Dr. Saperstein's handwriting, so they don't know what the sex of the baby is. Um, Jen Barkley making an appearance again because Leslie's considering to replace Dexhart's city council job, even though she was just recalled, and everyone tells her no, except for Jerry, and then Jerry's like, Oh, that's a great idea. So then she knows it's a bad idea. Um, but then Ben brings in um, Jen Barkley. She gets paid $1,200 an hour. Sounds like a great job. Um, and she tells her, I thought this was best advice. Uh, terrible idea. Dream bigger. You've outgrown Pawnee. Which is like you were saying, we're turning the corner. There's something going to be to that storyline. Um, but great advice from Jen Barkley. I think she's right. Yeah. She's like, city council is my dream job. And she's like, dream bigger. Like, there's more you can do. Like, you're an awesome, like, politician. Go see what else you can do elsewhere. Um, So I love that. I love Tom creating a a new position for himself, business liaison. Um, That was a perfect job for him uh, to take on. Um, So I like that. Chris and Ann having a boy, so a good moment there. Um, And then Ben and Leslie getting to go to Paris together because uh, she's got some time uh, so I love that moment too um, yeah that's all I had from that one not too too many things I also love Donna's quote of 
Wine is crying juice. <laughs> I like that line. Um, anything you didn't like about these episodes? Um, just kind of what you touched on earlier. It's just kind of slog through them a little bit to get back to the meat of the seasons. Um, they were just kind of the in, in between stuff. Um, I don't like Jan. I've said that multiple times on this. So episodes he's in, I just don't particularly like his character. It's cringeworthy. I don't feel like he really, I don't think he fits. I think they could have built episodes a different way. And he clearly was just a character created to get them through these seasons. So, um, any episodes he's in, I'm good. I don't, I don't need any jam in my life. We might be reaching an end to, to his appearance, so it seems like, since Leslie's officially out of city council. and I mean, I think he makes a couple more appearances, but it's not in the, the large um, role that he's been having as of late. Um, the only thing I didn't like was actually Andy peeing in, in the office, because I don't think that's jet lag. <laughs> Like jet lag is is what they were describing, where he's like, I have to mow the lawn at two a.m. and I'm sleeping at, you know, from like nine to five when you're supposed to be working. And he was like sleeping at his desk. I don't think jet lag just makes you pull down your pants in the middle of an office and start pissing in a garbage can. Like I don't think it does that. So I only didn't like that moment of it. Just wasn't really his character. But um, but that's a small small little detail there. Um favorite side character best side character appearance uh best side character appearance probably was um i'm gonna use the accounting firm as a whole um, that's a good one yeah they, i'll use them all together because i think they kind of come as a package deal they're always just so excited to see him return he almost has a rival for a second and immediately like squashes that with one good idea and he's just he's a god of the nerds there um yeah and, funny to see like ben just kind of get worshipped there and and still no matter what he does like their opinion doesn't change him. so i'll go with the accounting firm that's a good one uh i'm gonna go with jen barkley she was on screen for a very short amount of time but i think she gave leslie great advice she needed to hear it and i think it actually sets up like what's gonna be Leslie's future moving forward so I think like her impact in the brief amount of time that she had plus I give anyone credit that can make $1,200 an hour that's pretty pretty awesome gig uh to to make that much in a short amount of time um your favorite character over the three episodes favorite character over the three episodes I think I will go I like Chris Traeger over these episodes. I don't know if I've picked him yet. Um, watching him grow into becoming a dad, yeah, you see it big time with this one, especially you know the, the Ron and him building a crib together. Um, on to, you know, when we kind of talked about breaking his own rule with Leslie, but allowing his friendship to kind of, you know, skirt in the gray area for her. Um, mm -hmm. And then both how him and April were excited, you know. They're excited to have a kid, excited and um him and Ann, not April. Sorry. Well, you know, I was just hoping that's what I want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I really want in life. Um was great in that final episode too. Um and he took a bite of bread. He took a bite of bread. Carbs you. Uh I was between Chris and who I'm actually picking, which is Tom. Um I thought Tom was great over these episodes. He um, was a huge part of the Leslie episode with the fluoride and helping her come up with rebranding strategies. Um, he's trying to find his next thing, so he helps out Donna with the uh, sale of, of Ron's house and would have made a nice profit if, if Ron decided to actually go with the people that offered well over his asking price. Um, and then his big moment in creating a position for himself, like he was trying to invest his money um, he gets his payout from the sale of rental swag and tries to invest it, but then decides to kind of just, uh, take what he's good at and, and kind of make it his job kind of through advice that April gave him. Um, so I thought that was a, a good stretch for, for him. Um, kind of really, uh, getting to show what he's capable of and seeing what might hold, uh, his future, uh, within the office as well. Um, favorite episode. Um, 
I'll go with the last one. Kind of same reason we get April and Andy back in a big way. Um, and it looks like we're turning the corner on some of the fluff um, and getting back to the story. Yeah, episode nine for me. Uh, I wonder how often we end up picking the the opening with our favorite episode too, because uh, I think that's what we did on this in this uh, in this run. Um, but yeah, just so much going on in in that one. Um, like I said, Ben, the accounting firm, Leslie against Jam for the last time. Uh, Chris, um, you know, stepping in to help Leslie. Um, you know, the, the Ron sale of the house was kind of like a fun side story, but it was good pairings of characters. So, um, yeah, really, really enjoyed that episode. And um, I would like to play Coins of Dunshire if possible. Um, that would be a fun, smart game for NBC Parks and Rec to release to the public if uh, if they could. They'd sell a lot. They'd sell a lot. Of they'd, sell, they'd sell a lot, I think. But, uh, yeah, so that's where we're at. We're coming through the halfway point of the season now. Um, so we have 11, 12, 13 going into next week. Um, so that's what we'll do. NBA Finals check-in. Um, and any other sports news that comes up in the, in the meantime. But, uh, oh, Euro. Well, I'll touch base on who ends up winning that. Uh, series prediction ended up being closer to being right. Um, but, yeah, so until then, we'll talk to you all next week. Thanks for listening.